You're listening to Candy Collar Conversation, a podcast moderated by Tina B. Enjoy. So I want to welcome you to the second episode of Candy Color Conversation. Thank you for joining me uh, once again. So I'm going to see if I can record this at a more appropriate volume and not speak so closely to the microphone. So I hope this is a good uh, setting. I won't know actually until I play it back. Um, But welcome. It is August 22nd, it's a Thursday evening, and as we talked about the first time, I will always go in the order of candy um, in terms of sharing something, an experience, a moment that I had that was really awesome, and I'll ask you to do the same in the comments, and then we'll talk about color, where color has shown up for me this week, um, and, and maybe it's something different or new or awesome or something I discovered in my own home or a new trend or something um, related to art or design. Um, and then, of course, I will ask you to share the color in your life. And then finally, we'll talk about a really awesome conversation that we've had. And it could be something inspirational, motivational, funny, lighthearted, whatever. Um, but I'll ask for you to share a really great conversation you've had recently. So to start, let's talk about this candy. So life is getting really busy right now for me. So I am on a short break from graduate school, which I talked about in my first podcast. I am getting my MBA. And so um, I had about a three-week break in between my summer course that I took and when fall classes start uh, next week. And so this past weekend, y'all, was my only time to really have some time to myself and get away. So I took a little road trip, okay? I went down to Destin, Florida. Um, If you're not familiar, it's a gorgeous beach town. Um, A lot of folks that I know vacation there or have family there that they may go down and stay with, have a beach home or whatever but I just went down and stayed in a hotel right there um, across the street from one of the main beach parks oh can I tell you how wonderful this was so the candy was that I had just the most amazing time and amazing experience this is truly um yeah the first time that I've really vacationed solo so a lot of times when I've traveled alone I'm gonna meet someone there I'm going to go see someone gonna go see family gonna go see a girlfriend but this is actually a trip where I wasn't going to a conference because I've, I've traveled alone to go to an event so again it was different this was like truly a vacation getaway by myself wasn't going to meet anybody wasn't planning to see anybody just me doing my own thing which was amazing if you've never done that I would suggest uh, trying that at least once in your life. It's good to do things by yourself. Um, I enjoy a movie or dinner by myself on a regular basis. Um, but traveling, it's a whole nother experience. You, you see a different side of yourself. So I got down there Saturday afternoon. Um, I went to a uh, restaurant that it was recommended called uh, Beauchamp's, I believe is how you pronounce it, Beauchamp's. And it's right there on Highway 98. So that was the other thing. It's super easy to navigate because everything's right there, like on Highway 98. So my hotel was there. The beach was basically across the street. 
and all of the restaurants and shopping were, were either to the right or to the left, up and down, no more than a 10 or 11 minute drive, which was awesome. And then they had everything, you know, Walmart, Target, anything you could possibly need was just right there in that little strip. So started off with this really yummy um, dish of lobster bites. So they were like these fried lobster bites. But the, the thing was is that the lobster is like brought in fresh every day. So they were delicious. And then I had one of my favorite things. I love a classic blue cheese wedge salad. And they had a really delicious one that had kind of a toasted pecan um, topping on it. So there was a little bit of sweet with the savory. The blue cheese ranch they served with it was delicious. Uh, but it was just really fresh and really good. And it balanced out well because I was having such a fried, heavy appetizer. Yum. And then I had this lovely drink. It was called East Pass Punch. And I want to say it was a mixture of rum and some other things. Who knows? But it was a great way to kick off my little weekend vacation to the beach. So from there, I went straight to the beach and caught a gorgeous sunset. It was just nice and relaxing. And because everyone's pretty much back to school and back to college, um, it's not crowded anymore. So it was really awesome. I sat my little chair up on the beach and, you know, got my feet in the water and walked up and down and listened to some music and I read a little bit and it was just really nice. And so I was, like I said, I was there to the sunset. And then I went on back to my room and I showered and I got um, dressed and then I took myself to dinner. And so I didn't want to go far, um, but I went to this lovely Italian restaurant, family owned, I mean the real deal, that was right around the corner. And I had the most amazing mushroom and sausage ravioli. It was just melting in my mouth. It was oily and cheesy and all the things that we deny ourselves of <laughs> normally, carbs galore. But can I tell you how delicious this was? So if you follow me on Instagram, um, Tina B Life is my handle for my regular Instagram. But then I do have a Candy Color Conversation Instagram as well. So um, follow me there if you like. But either way, you'll see this food. All of my pictures are definitely on the Tina B Life uh, Instagram page. Um, that's where I just kind of chronicle all of my journeys of traveling and food and culture and, and what have you. So that was Saturday. So Sunday, I really wanted to see a sunrise, but let me just tell you, I am not a morning person. And at my age, I'm not even trying to be anymore. So I slept in and then I hit the beach all morning long. And I was in that sun and it was toasting me up. But I had my sunscreen on. So by the way, please be responsible. I had my sunscreen on head to toe. My face was covered in sunscreen. I had a wide brimmed uh, sun hat on to help protect my face. Um, Because you don't want to fool with the sun. You got to take care of yourself. Got to take care of your skin. Um, But I was out there and I got a nice little honey glow that I came back with. So I'm excited about that. Um, But that morning, again, I read... I took a walk, um, took lots of great pictures, and I just sat. And it was just so nice to sit and not have to think about anything and process anything and think about what I'm going to do next, what chore. Um, There's just something about the ocean waves, the sound of the ocean, um, and just the smell of salt and sand that puts you in a whole different mode. It's, It's truly the most relaxing state 
for me in terms of when I think about getting away. Because I'm like when you visit a city that you want to go sightsee, you know, there could be a certain amount of anxiety, honestly, because you're trying to get to this, you're trying to get to that, and want to make time for this. And you can come back from a trip like that and not even feel fully rested. You may have had a great time, but you don't feel rested. I feel totally rejuvenated after this trip because there was nothing to do but to sit and relax, which was really awesome. So after my morning on the beach, um, I did uh, this the Harbor Walk Village, I believe it was called. And so it's like a little outdoor, it kind of sits on like a riverbank, I guess. And it's got shops and restaurants and cute little things. So I found a little cute little souvenir shop, which was really awesome. Um, and um, let me think. I ate there. I went to Margaritaville. I had two really amazing margaritas. Had a crab cake sandwich, I believe. That was pretty tasty. Uh, but walking around, it was just, I just walked and walked, and it was just so nice to not be on anyone else's time but my own. And just, I had got a really lot of, a lot of great shots that I posted to my Instagram. Um, but that was just fun. It was just nice to walk and enjoy. And I didn't really spend a bunch of money. It was just about enjoying and being out and sightseeing and um, just catching the vibe of Destin and the, and the people there and the smells and the sights and sounds. So it was a full, full uh, sensory experience for me, which I, I love that type of thing. Um, so after that, um, I went ahead and went back to the beach, right? Because there was really nothing else to do at that point. So I went back to the beach that evening and caught another sunset. This time there was a bit of an overcast, um, but it was still beautiful nonetheless. Brought really great photos again. Um, Listen to, it was windy, it was windy. So the sand was kicking up. It wasn't too bad, but it was nice. The closer to the water you were, the better it was. Um, Further away from the water, the sand actually kind of stung as it hit my legs. And so I stayed close to the water, but it was beautiful nonetheless. Um, So that was um, Saturday, Sunday night, Sunday night. So Monday, final day, um, spent one more morning on the beach, which was really awesome. Um, Just soaked up as much as I could. Um, And then I had to head back to the hotel, wanted to be able to shower and clean up before I had to check out of my room. So did that and um, went to another little uh, eatery that was right on the ocean. Now this place was called Pampano Joe's Seafood. And so it sat right there on the beach and on like a little pier dock or whatever, however you describe it. Beautiful view. I sat outside so I could just look right out into the beach. It was absolutely gorgeous. Again, got really great photos. And I had, what did I have? Oh, I had their coconut shrimp. I love coconut shrimp because it's usually served with some sort of mango chutney and they had kind of a mango plum chutney and it was chunky and sweet and savory. It was absolutely delicious. And the shrimp was super large and battered beautifully and yummy. So good. And then for my side, so I think it came with like rice and beans, which was strange to me, but I swapped that out for hush puppies. And they were the good hush puppies, the one that have the little corn pieces inside. And they had malt vinegar. Let me tell you how it's done. You slice the hush puppy open, okay? And you drown it in malt vinegar. That is the only way to do hush puppies. Divine, okay? So I didn't even have a beverage, like an adult beverage. I had just sweet tea because I wanted to get my head together because I had to get on the road later that afternoon. But it was awesome. So there was another little shopping village area. It was more kind of an outlet mall. Um, 
really not much there that I was interested in. It was I just kind of walked around for a bit and I wanted to get on the road because I knew there was maybe some strange weather coming. So I stopped at a bookstore for a little bit and then um, a cute little ice cream and dessert place. So I did go there and I got some really delicious ice cream and a really great donut. It was like apple cinnamon something but they make the donuts fresh every day and they have all these little different toppings and so I enjoyed a really great donut some really great ice cream can't go wrong with that so that was delicious and then um I just wanted to get on the road so around three o'clock I got on the road and I'm glad I did because um you know sometimes when you gotta stop a couple times or whatever um a five hour road trip so by the way it's five hours from where I am Atlanta to Destin you gain an hour going which is awesome but going back you lose an hour so a five-hour trip is is six hours in terms of when you return and then you stop for gas or stop for something to drink and next thing you know it's it, it's a seven-hour trip right in terms of the time you feel like you've lost and so I didn't get home um, until about 10 which is not bad honestly considering I got on the road at around three um, but it was wonderful because um, the next day on Tuesdays, I work remotely, so it was great because I didn't have to stress about like getting up super early and getting on the road again. Um, I was just gonna be working from home, so they gave me a chance to you know unpack, get myself together, do a load of laundry. Um, so that was really really awesome. But I felt refreshed, and um, Wednesday going back to, into the office was kind of tough. But I will say um, I feel I feel good. I'm glad I got that in before school starts so school starts next monday um my classes will be on tuesday evening so we'll see how it goes i love the fall i love the fall semester um i'm excited about it but we uh, we shall see taking it one day at a time so what has been your candy and does it have to be this week it could have been something that maybe happened a month ago you just haven't thought about it or processed it but what's your candy what moment or experience have you had recently that was just amazing or sweet or just really cool uh, moving on color so again the color I must highlight this week is in fact the color I saw on this trip um, the beach is full of so many hues so many hues that it's just really impossible to describe so let's start with the water so everyone kept telling me how blue the water is and the water is blue but really when you're standing there the blue is far off like far to the horizon maybe it's a deep navy blue right where the water appears to meet the sky um, but, but the water you're standing in it's really this beautiful, punchy, turquoisey teal. And what's gorgeous is when the waves crash and the sun reflects off of it, you get these hints of lime and, and mint green that are just so beautiful. There's nothing to match the colors in nature, honestly. You'll, you'll never see anything like it. There's no Pantone. There's nothing that can compare to the colors we actually see with our own eyeballs when we're standing in nature. There's nothing like it. Um, that's why I always say you should travel because you just will see things you can't see on TV. You can't see in a book. Nobody can capture it. You just have to see it for yourself. So those colors were just so beautiful to me. Um, and then let's talk about the sky. I caught two different sunsets. So the one where I got to see the official sunset, um, the gorgeous streaks of peach and peak and hot pink and bright and hot orange and yellow um, 
it was just beyond. And what was gorgeous is that the night where there was the overcast, um, the sky appeared to be this gorgeous periwinkle, like lavender blue. But where you, the sun was trying to peek through was like these little peaks and specks of peach and neon orange. It was absolutely amazing. I tried to capture it, but like I said, you can't capture this kind of stuff. It was absolutely gorgeous, just the way the sky was arranged. And it's arranged differently every night, which is so amazing. If you see one sunset, um, that has nothing to do with the next sunset because they're all just a little different. It, depending on where you are in the world, depending on the clouds, depending on the weather, all of that stuff factors into how you see it. Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous the two nights that I was there. And then, even the color just out shopping and looking around. There were just so many bright, beautiful hues. Um, the restaurant Pompano Joe's, they had painted um, these, these big rocking chairs like pink and green and lavender and yellow. You know how I am about the rainbow. And um, they had umbrellas that were orange and green and pink and yellow. And it was just gorgeous. And even purple. I want to see a couple of the outlines of the windows were purple as well. But just beautiful. And back to the beach sky, by the way. At sunset, the ocean front, the ocean and the sky is literally a masterclass in pastels, okay? If you want to see every tint of pink, every tint of yellow, every tint of orange, I'm being very specific when I say tint. So let's talk quickly about tints, tones, and shades. And these words are used interchangeably, out of context all the time. So when you have a hue like orange, the way it becomes a tint is when you start to dilute it with white. The way it becomes a tone of orange is when you start to mix gray with it. And the way you get a shade of orange is when you mix it with black. So for example, peach is a tint of orange, okay? Um, and you think of like kind of maybe a, a, a rusty, uh, orangey gray color. I don't necessarily have a name for it, but I know we've seen it. That would be a tone of orange. Anytime you see an orange or any color that has like a gray tone to it, that is a tone of orange. And then if you think about a really deep, dark, rusted orange, that's where you've added black to the color. Um, and that's a shade of orange. So for example, navy blue is a shade of blue because it's when you mix blue with a little bit of black to darken it, right? Or burgundy is a shade of red because you've added a little bit of black to the red, okay? So back to the ocean. It's a masterclass in, in, in uh, pastels because they have every variation of a tint you could think of, starting with the most solid, truest color. And then the way the light reflects off everything, you see all these different tints within the sky, within the water. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I recommend that you see the beach if you've not seen the beach. Um, it's just very therapeutic for me. So that has been the color for me this week. Um, not seen anything that's really compared to that recently. That was really um, an amazing moment. So I don't want to rush this, but I do want you to think about where have you seen color show up? 
Um, could be clothing, you know, can be while you're shopping. Um, but think outside the box also. Maybe it's a rug you saw, maybe it's a piece of art. Um, maybe it's even a candle. You know, they, they're doing some amazing things with colored wax these days. So maybe it's a candle you saw, or maybe just the particular shade of color you witnessed was just very uh, different and just drew you in. Maybe it's the color of somebody's eyes, right? Some people have just gorgeous eyes. So it could be anywhere. Color shows up in a lot of interesting places and sometimes we don't think about it. But now I'm, I'm asking you to actually think about it. <laughs> Where is color uh, shown up that uh, it's unexpected for you? So now, um, conversation. Um, so this is interesting because this is not actually a conversation that I've had, but I um, follow you know different folks on social media and someone had posted about um, you know, what are some of the conversations you'd like to have with your children that you're going to have with your children that you're having with your children? And what's interesting for me, I really liked this question and it was great to see parents engage with the post and talk about what they taught their sons or daughters. But what was cool for me is that I'm not yet a mother, but I plan to be. And, um, I'm a person that's very intentional about everything I do. And so because I feel deep within me that I'll be a mother one day, I often think about the conversations I'll have with my children and what I will tell them. Because I have friends that'll say, you know, I don't know if I want to bring kids to this crazy world. There's so many terrible things happening in the world. Um, but I'm like, this is where you have to talk to your kids because I'm pretty sure that our parents thought the same things. You know, if our parents, let's say, grew up in the uh, 40s or 50s or 60s, depending on how old your parents are. Um, when I was born in 1980, um, I'm sure they thought this is a crazy world. You know what I mean? And so compared to what they grew up with, um, they probably thought the world was going to end compared to how crazy things were. So I think we can't be discouraged by that. I'm not a parent, so I'm not giving parental advice. But I would say to anybody that wants to be a, a mother or father that you shouldn't lose hope just because it seems like the world has gone off the rails. Because I'm sure with every new generation, the one generation before thinks, oh, these kids are crazy. I can't believe this is happening. I think that's will be always how it is. Um, and so I've not lost hope when I see the new generation. There are lots of things that I question that I'm concerned about. Um, the mentalities, um, the violence, all kinds of things. But I, I think to myself, I believe that I can provide with, with my husband, um, whoever that is going to be in the future. I think that I can provide a stability and, and wholesomeness and a healthy um, environment. And I look forward to the, the day that I can talk to my kids about, you know, just being a good human being, um, being kind and being considerate and thinking of others, um, encouraging them to have emotional intelligence, being able to read people, being aware of themselves, uh, being aware of their surroundings. Um, there's just some basic things that we still all need to navigate this world. And so I want to pose to you, you know, what kind of conversations um, have you had with any young person? It doesn't even have to be your child. Sometimes we think we have to be a parent directly to have these conversations and you don't, you know, it could be a stepchild, it could be a niece or a nephew, it could be a younger cousin, um, it could be a friend's child, you know, maybe you're um, a good friend with someone that has kids and maybe you have some influence in those children's lives, but 
what types of conversations do you have with them? How do you encourage them in, in this world? How do you um, make them feel worthy? How do you help them find their value um, and what they can contribute to society? When we live in a world that um, sometimes puts um, an idea or a notion of, you know, being a microwave society, you know, you can just be overnight superstar. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to do this. You can just wake up and have all these things at your, at your fingertips. And we know that's not how it works. And, and people that a lot of times get quick success, a lot of times lose it just because they're not able to maintain it. But folks that have worked really hard and put in the work and the hours and, and the dedication and the commitment oftentimes see a lot more um, success with maintaining their success. And that doesn't mean millions of dollars in the bank. I mean, with any type of career, um, if you've gone to school, you know, even if you lose your job, you still have your education and your credentials, but if you're given something, an opportunity, and you really didn't have the credentials to get there, if something disrupts that, or you lose that connection or that relationship, you know, you may find yourself starting from ground zero because you never really had uh, what it took to get there. So just think about that. Tell me in the comments if you're listening um, or talk amongst yourselves about what kind of conversations that you are having with young people, whether you're, you're your kids or not, or that you would like to have with a young person. Maybe you want to be a mentor. Maybe you want to be a big brother or a big sister. Maybe you want to give back in that way, which is awesome because there's a lot of young folks out there that need guidance. Uh, they need someone to talk to. Um, they just want someone to listen. They want to know that somebody cares. I did a lot of mentoring in my 20s. Um, I worked with a couple of different nonprofits. Um, and I would you know, participate in the different activities, taking the girls, you know, skating or bowling and what have you. And I just remember a lot of these young ladies just wanted someone to talk to, um, share their dreams with, um, talk about their fears, talk about the crazy things that happened in middle school and high school. Um, it's a challenging time. Do you remember middle school? It's a tough time, man. That's a hard transition. That 12, 13, 14 age range, that's a tough time. Um, so a lot of times that's where a lot of things can go down. And, and young people just need someone to talk to. So I just want to encourage you today. If you know a young person, encourage them. Um, if you don't know a young person but you'd like to get involved, you know, look up the nonprofits in your area. Volunteer. Uh, you know, be a mentor if you can. Tutor somebody. Help somebody out. Um, it's a good thing. Um, so I'm hoping you're enjoying this podcast. I'm really enjoying talking to you all. And um, it's nice. I don't want to take up too much of your time. As I mentioned before, I want to keep the podcast at 30 minutes. Um, and so with that, one quick thing I want to leave you with. So I'm in a book club. And one of the things um, that I've really enjoyed is that it's forced me to read on a regular basis. Now, I've fallen off a bit during um, this past semester of school. I just couldn't get myself to stay on track. Um, but speaking of books, uh, Toni Morrison, the beloved Toni Morrison, Toni Morrison passed um, a couple weeks ago now. And I don't think I talked about it on this first podcast, but I was very saddened by this news. So let me just share. Um, I discovered Toni Morrison when I was 19 years old and I picked up Sula uh, from my old high school where I was a paraeducator at the time and I couldn't put it down and I needed a thesaurus literally and a dictionary to finish it. She's just 
amazing. She she does things with language, and she did things with language that are just beyond my scope of understanding how someone could literally write poetry on every page and, and actually tell a really deep story with vibrant characters that stay with you. So Sula, for me, is one of my absolute favorites. Um, I then went on to read The Bluest Eye, which I believe was her first novel. Um, incredible. And it was cool. This is about going back to conversations or cool conversations. So this is not a conversation that I had, of course, but this is a conversation I witnessed. She um, did an interview um, that I listened to. So after I heard of her passing, I went back and I've been playing all of her interviews on YouTube and just listening to her. I love her, her, the way she speaks, her cadence. So not only is she an amazing writer, I love her, her as an orator. I love her speaking voice. I love the way she talks and delivers. It just seems so intentional um, and powerful. I just hang on to every word. So she was talking about the bluest eye and she mentioned how the whole entire plot is on the first page. The whole story and it really is when I thought about it, it really is and she said she wanted to write in a way that if a person decided to turn the page they either wanted to understand the backstory of how you know everything that transpired in the first page happened they're curious or they loved the language so much that they wanted to read more and I thought oh, man I've never even thought about writing it that way you know that they are going to continue to read my words because they're so curious about what it is that I just said, let's say in the first paragraph or first page, or that the language is so beautiful, they want to keep reading. I just thought that is really something to think about. If you're a writer, uh, whether you write screenplays, poetry, you're a blogger, that's something to really think about. Um, you, we always think about live conversation, but there is you know, written conversation. There is a way to tell a story in written word and it's like a person feels like they're having a conversation you know right there with the characters or right there with the author um, they feel like it's it's happening um, that they're a part of it um, the way they experience the story the way they experience the words and I think there's really nothing more powerful than that so Tony rest well my dear you you are the master the master the in my opinion the the greatest uh, American author um, that I've ever known of that many people have ever known of. Um, just all of the accolades that you can ever ask for, she earned. So rest well. Um, that's what I'll leave you with today. Um, thank you for listening to Candy Color Conversation, and I'll catch you good folks next time. Have a great evening.